Hi, welcome back. Michelle Sparks with you. Great to have your company. And tonight I want to pick up on the topic I started the other day, and that is that real bodies are real beautiful. I was inspired by a life drawing class, by some beautiful life-size photos of some older women in their bathing costumes looking happy and really self-accepting, free to be themselves and not to feel... I, I can't speak for how they feel, can I? Because I don't live inside them. But they looked happy. They were presenting a model of older women being free to be themselves, their actual body shape. You know, there was no sense that they'd been surgically enhanced or digitally um, altered. They were just themselves. And it was so lovely to see that because so often we see images in our media of people that are airbrushed and surgically enhanced and Botoxed and, you know, frocked up to the max in terms of celebrity and designer outfits and, you know, of course it depends what you actually feed on in terms of media. You may not feed on pop culture or general you know, media, you may not watch a lot of TV or movies, you may not see a lot of magazines or be exposed to um, social media, but most people are. And in that spectrum, I mean, it's good and bad. You can actually see real, you can see unvarnished, unaltered um, images, but there are so many options to alter images, and I think that is playing havoc in many ways with what people think is okay, acceptable, how they see themselves. And, you know, these issues are actually quite complex. As I started to think about this, you know, I, I, I was aware as I thought about appearance enhancement. And, you know, that's quite a universal thing. It's quite a universal thing to enhance our appearance, whether it's functional or it's obsessional. I suppose it exists on that spectrum from clothing to uh, skin care, hair care, makeup, um, enhancement with fillers, Botox, to plastic surgery, to, you know, really altering one's appearance through invasive techniques. So there's a spectrum, isn't there? And I think, and same with exercise, exercise can be functional, it can be recreational, it can be intentional, um, and it can even become obsessional. So there's a spectrum across which these things, uh, weight, appearance, appearance enhancement, exercise, uh, food consumption, we can be functional, we can be recreational, we can be intentional, healthy, we can be obsessional, we can be out of control. There's a whole range that we can sit across in all of these different domains. And what is healthy is a really good question. I think about healthy from a position of being peaceful, at peace in our skin, free, to be ourselves and that's you know look we do I mean I'm thinking about myself I do want to make the most of my appearance I do wear makeup I do get my gray hairs dyed I get a haircut I use skincare I have not engaged in any you know um, cosmetic procedures like Botox or fillers or had any plastic surgery 
Um, I'm not judging people who do that. I I think we live in a pretty complex world and people do things for all sorts of reasons. Some do it because they want to enhance their appearance. They're not coming from a place of gross self-rejection, but some are. Some some do it because out of self they attend to grooming and clothing out of a sense of self-care, self-respect, and others reject these things out of a uh, rebellious or a self-rejection space. So it's not easy to quantify. You cannot judge a book by its cover. But I suppose what I think is important is that people, and I suppose particularly young people, but older people as well, have the freedom to have conversations where they can talk through and think through these issues that affect them on a subliminal subconscious level often but actually really do impact them and their sense of self and how they present themselves to the world and where they feel their sense of acceptability and value and um, you know their rite of passage their ability to belong somewhere you know people can base these things on all sorts of uh, factors which may or may not be true You know, we may think that we need to be a certain, we need to look a certain way, we need to earn a certain amount of money, we need to perform in certain ways to be acceptable. But what is important is to have the space and time to think through these issues for oneself and to talk through uh, your, how you see things, to have that space and have that freedom to talk and think and process and find your own way to what fits you, what really fits with your own values. And your values are shaped, my values, we are shaped by the culture in which we sit. And I think that's why this becomes really important because I think in many ways the culture in which we sit, I would question its health in some respects. I would question the healthiness of a culture that is so in, in, enmeshed, embroiled in appearance enhancement where people are going under the knife and Botox has been administered, administered at a really young age. People are avoiding wrinkles, are wanting to not get older. I mean, these are natural processes of life. Young girls, as they approach adolescence, may not want to develop secondary sexual characteristics because of uh, what they're seeing in the bigger space, and they may feel conflicted about what that means for them to take on the responsibility to be sexually available and functioning. You know, in a pornified culture, what does that mean? Where they can feel objectified, where they can feel insecure about how their bodies may be viewed and used when bodies are objectified. Uh, That can make a person feel very insecure because when we do not see the person inside the body, it promotes the use and abuse and exploitation of bodies but those bodies house people and those people are precious so there's a lot to think through here there's a lot that's going on there's a and you know there's such a bombardment of images such a speed of consumption and 
I think it's really important. If you're listening to this today, young person, older person, I think having the space and having the time to actually have meaningful dialogue and just to think through these things. I don't think you're going to come to any quick conclusions. You might just want to think and ponder, process and debate. Where Find your way through this landscape of body enhancement and surgical enhancement and um, weight fixation and body fixation in many ways and celebrity culture and... What does that mean for you? Where do you sit? Where do you see your sense of value and worth? How do you shore up a solid sense of value and security? What does that mean for you? These are just questions I want to throw out there. And I would love your feedback. I would love to dialogue with you here in this space. Hit me up, MP underscore sparks at Twitter, Michelle at michellesparks.com. So we're just talking about real people and self and body acceptance, promoting that, moving towards that. What does that mean for you? I can share some ideas about what that means for me. But um, let's just keep this dialogue open. So until next time, be thoughtful, be conversational, be open, be curious. Understand that people live inside their skin and see the world through a whole host of filters and past and present experience that's different to yours, different to mine. So where are you at? How are you seeing things? And how are you determining the way to navigate this space of being in your skin, in your body, self-accepting, accepting of your body, your weight, your age, your shape, your size. So until next time, travel well. Mm-hmm.